Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome to Inspiring Stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Hello, my name is Tim McMillan. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Stories brought to you by Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. I'm wondering if you've uh, driven around Western Australia in the last couple of years and your eye has been drawn to a mysterious blue painted tree somewhere in a paddock, somewhere around this great state of ours. I know I certainly have. I think the first time I saw one was a couple of years ago, uh, just outside of Dunsborough. And of course, uh, I was curious to know more. Uh, Well, in the next uh, hour or so, you are going to learn all about uh, this blue tree movement, uh, where it's come from uh, and what it does in our community. And you're going to hear it from someone who's recently been awarded the Community Award in the West Australian of the Year Awards. So it's with great pleasure I say hello and welcome to Kendall White. Hello, Kendall. How are you? Hello. I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm going okay, thank you. Um, Firstly, congratulations on the award. Thank you. Uh, Incredible recognition. And I've got to say, you you must be one of the younger uh, winners of... uh, a West Australian of the Year Award, to do something, you know, this momentous, such a young age. Um, you're obviously doing something incredible for the community. Yeah, it was a huge, um, a huge experience in itself and being awarded as an individual for something like this is really special. Um, I think just knowing that you're having that impact on the community is um, what makes it. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah incredible experience and I was great and the follow-on effect and the exposure of Blue Tree Project has been really special. Yeah well we'll learn all about the Blue Tree Project and the various uh, initiatives that you've got um, on the go at uh, you know throughout the course of of the next hour or so but let's let's talk about the Blue Tree. Where where does the Blue Tree come from? What's the what's the story behind that? I know it's not a uh, it's a it's a terrible story, isn't it? It's a tragic story, but yeah. the origin of the blue tree. Can you, so, can you talk us through it? The blue tree project um, was inspired by a story after I lost my brother Jaden to suicide in two thousand eighteen. He took his own life at twenty nine years of age, and um, I actually didn't know that he had painted a blue tree on our family farm in Muckinboden in the central wheat belt. Um, until we lost Jaden, and he actually painted this tree with a special friend of his, who was extending their visa um, here on our farm, and um, they snuck out one night, painted the tree. It was a real sort of special moment, and just as a prank. Yeah, just as a bit of a practical joke, and so she shared this story at his funeral, and um, afterwards it 
kind of created this conversation that inspired others to want to paint a tree in memory, but also as a bit of a tribute, as a way to start the conversation around mental health with mm. their other mates. So, um, yeah, the first blue tree that was painted was done by my brother's best mate and my cousin, Simon, he drove around his farm, uh, which neighbours ours, trying to find the biggest, baddest tree. <laughs> I think it took two days to paint um, and it was like 45 degrees. It was just before Christmas and so he shared a photo of um, the finished tree yep. on Facebook and this photo just sort of went viral and was just shared and shared and um, before we knew it, we had people... Uh, attaching photos of blue trees that they had painted in the comment section. We just saw this impact that was being had immediately online and thought, wow, uh, maybe we could really do something with this to, yeah, start that conversation mm. around mental health. So the blue tree um, certainly started as a bit of a practical joke, but now it's a symbol of hope for so many people. It's a visual reminder, like you said, on a road trip. You see them all over the place and it helps start that conversation um, to check in on a mate, your loved one's family and also checking in on yourself as well. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big thing for you to take on, isn't it? I know, you know people who've gone through the loss of a loved one in those circumstances like you have... Um, search for ways to move past it. Um, is this you, eh, I don't know, is it a kind of a self-administered therapy in a sort of way for you to invest so much of yourself in this project? Yeah, so I think, um, so the project sort of kicked off from 2019, so it was very early on um, and it sort of just started as a bit of an Instagram page where yeah. we shared those couple of photos that were attached to the initial um photograph and then um yeah it just gained more and more momentum and I think seeing that resonate with the community was really empowering and um I think it it was also a beautiful legacy that was being born for Jaden and I always knew he would have an impact mm. on the world in some way I just never expected it would be like this and um yeah so I think we sort of, as a family, it helps us a lot. It's It's been really rewarding. doesn't seem like the right word to be using at all, but um, it has helped. Fulfilling. Yeah, maybe. it's very fulfilling yeah. and cathartic, um, not for us, but also a lot of other people who have lost their loved ones to yeah. suicide and haven't got this kind of... Um, avenue that they can use so yeah we have lots of people reaching out to us and saying yeah. thank you so much um we were able to come together to remember our loved one but also yeah it's now a conversation starter yeah. in our community as well how many blue trees are there out there at the moment do you reckon so we've had around 700 blue trees registered with us but i suspect there are far more <laughs> yeah. and the truck drivers um <laughs> They tell us is way the more time. than that. Yeah. So yeah, it's in what's such a short space of time. Yeah. We've seen um, hundreds of blue trees right across Australia, and also now over in other parts of the world, such as Canada, New Zealand, um, parts of Europe. So it's been incredible to watch that sort of global reach mm. now as well, and 
we've seen schools, kindergartens, retirement villages, unis, companies, mining sites, you name it. It's been incredible to see how many people have got involved and it just shows mental health doesn't discriminate and yeah. um, it's everyone's it's everyone's mm. problem. Can we talk about Jaden for a, a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what what sort of a guy was he? I mean, you lost him at uh, at, at twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. What what sort of a guy was he? What, he what sort was, of a brother was he to you? <laughs> he was a very special brother. So I have a younger sister, Erin, also, and we were very lucky growing up with such a caring brother. He was he was so gentle and so lovely and caring for so many people, and he he really did care about the world and leaving people in a better place than he found them. And yeah, we just, we didn't see it coming at all. And it was just such a horrific shock. And I think, yeah, for us, he, he loved to travel. He, he loved to read. I think, like I said, he was 29, but his library collection was like someone who had lived 80 years Mm -hmm. it was it's really special um having all his um going through his books and seeing his notes and all the pages it's um a special thing that I like to do when I go home to the family farm and yeah it's it's um it's been really hard to come to terms with that's for sure yeah and I think so many people can say the same in losing a loved one when they didn't reach out for help and all you want to do is be there for them um, in an instant, would do anything to help them. So, yeah. And I understand he did actually reach out for help at the critical moment. Uh, He was in Sydney at the time. Yeah. So he was living in Sydney at the time. working for himself and um, he did reach out for help, you're right, in that time and he reached out to the people that he thought would be able to help him at that critical moment. So he, yeah, called police and um, presented was presented to hospital and assessed and released and then... Because they didn't believe that he was a, a threat to himself. Well, yeah, I guess on assessment yeah. at the hospital. And so, yes, the hospital called um, our, our family phone, but mum and dad weren't home at the time, so a message was left on the answering machine and it turns out he had later presented himself again, twice in one day, and was released again without speaking to any family. So... I think that's the really hard part is that someone has done their best yeah. to reach out and, yeah, hasn't had a phone on him at the time whilst he's in hospital and, yeah, it's... So then um, mum and I, after hearing that hospital voicemail, uh, jumped on a plane to go to Sydney to find him and, yeah... That trip in Sydney was something I wouldn't wish upon anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a good time to take a Yeah, probably. (laughs) Let's take a a, a breather. After that, maybe we'll talk about life on the farm because I know when you talk about mental health, I mean, the stats are shocking when you look at them, you know, broadly across the country, but in country areas, 
they're even more alarming, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Sure are. But we'll take a break. Okay. And gather our thoughts and our strength. This is Inspiring (laughs) Stories. You are hearing the story of, uh, of Kendall White. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Inspiring Stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Inspiring Stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Welcome back to Inspiring Stories. Uh, we are hearing the story of Kendall White, uh, as I mentioned earlier, just awarded uh, the Community Award for the West Australian of the Year Awards in 2021 um, for her role in creating the Blue Tree Project, uh, a tribute of sorts uh, to her brother, uh, but also an initiative that uh, hopes to start a conversation. I, I dare say at the heart of it is sparing another family the sort of trauma that you as a family are, are going through right now, Kendall. Can we go back to you know your early days growing up in the farm in, in Muck and Boudin. What, what What's life like on the farm out in the, the wheat belt and WA? <laughs> I think growing up on the farm is just such a unique experience and I think I can always tell when I meet people whether they're from the country. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a particular sort and I think the heart... Just a vibe. <laughs> yeah, just the vibe. I think there's such a heart in those communities and being very close and looking out for each other and the support that we got after losing Jaden was just unbelievable and I know I sleep a lot better at night knowing that mum and dad are in that community still and everyone yeah is always looking out for each other and yeah, the the community is small, but the love is huge, and I think the primary schools are smaller, and mm. <laughs> um, you grow up playing all the sports. And I remember racing home after um, school when we were doing sheep work and getting out there and being involved, and I mean riding horses and motorbikes. You get to do so many yeah. incredible activities as yeah. a kid that <laughs> a lot of people don't get to do. So. Um, yeah, I have lots of fond memories of um, playing with Jaden and Erin on the farm and where the blue tree, um, the original blue tree is painted. It's actually at our metal dump, which is basically where all the old tractors and mm. trucks get put and all the old parts and um, it's on a rock and we used to go tadpole fishing and sort of play around in these empty truck shells. So it was a really special um, spot of ours and yeah. now the blue trees there as well. It's even more special. It's The original is, is still there. It is. Yeah. It is still there and we repainted it um, as a family um, in early 2019, February, when we did a story with Today Tonight to sort sure. of share our story. And, um, yeah, it's still standing and it's very special to us. Yeah. On a, on a practical level, I, the, the the blue paint, if someone comes to you and says we want to paint a tree blue, yeah. do you say it's got to be this colour? <laughs> it's got to be this kind of paint. No. You've got to redo it every, you know, is it, is it, do you specify the, you know, the, no, it's the been shade incredible of blue? Because most of the trees are the same colour and I think it was just people have seen it and they've wanted to sort of replicate that same Mm. colour and early on I used to get emailed all the time, what colour is the paint? Yeah, I bet. And we've um, actually now got a partnership with Wattle because it was a Wattle paint colour called Billie Jean and um, they've actually renamed it to Blue Tree. 
So now if people want to go and paint right. their own, they can just go. I need and, the blue tree. Yeah, paint. you can ask for the right. blue tree paint. So um, that's really special and what all have been incredible in supplying yeah. us paint for our community yeah. activities and events. So, um, yeah, that was um, quite a interesting experience when mm. we first started, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Back to back to life on the farm and life in the country. Um, I mean, you constantly hear about these idyllic childhoods and all mm. the things you get to do that people in the city just wouldn't even contemplate doing. <laughs> yeah. Which I suppose then begs the question: if 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 life is so wonderful mm. there, why are the mental health stats so shocking? Yeah. So I think um, mental health stats. Well. Suicide is the leading cause of death from 15 to 45-year-olds in Australia. I remember seeing that statistic for the first time and just being horrified. And I think that was because it hadn't affected me on a personal level until that point. Then men make up a 75% of that. And then of those in regional and rural areas, I think people are twice more likely to take their life. So... It's, it's, yeah, the statistics are horrendous and I think that comes down to the lifestyle in that the farms have got bigger, um, there's less owners now, so the workload is huge and they go out and work 12-hour days in a very isolating sort of environment that's also very financially um, stressful, not to mention the weather conditions. and You're at the mercy know. of nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's so many variables that play into this situation and I think um, this season has been a beautiful start. So um, it hopefully doesn't apply to this year, but there have been some very difficult um, years for a lot of farmers. And I think um, that pressure hits that boiling point. And um, yeah, reaching out for help. I think there's a lot of that old culture, toughen up, she'll be right um, sort of mentality where people feel like it's weak to reach out and Mm. need help and it's almost a pride thing as well. So um, I think we're trying to break down that stigma that's still so real and I think we are seeing a change in some of these younger farmers that are coming through but um, that's sort of personally um, my understanding Mm. behind those statistics and my personal sort of knowledge of what it is like to be on the farm it's um Mm. it can be very stressful that's for sure what's it like for you going back out to the farm now yeah i do love to get out into the regional rural areas and i do that a lot with the project which is amazing and i like love going home and i will be in a couple of weeks for a footy round (laughs) um, that we've got a blue tree round which is awesome with the central wheatbelt footy club and um it's always so grounding. I think there's just so many memories and it's somewhere where I can really switch off and we have such a beautiful home. So, um, yeah, I, I love going back yeah. to the farm. Yeah. And how are your mum and dad and your sister? Yeah. Look, it's, I mean, people ask that question and it's kind of funny answering on behalf of them because you never really know how someone's going in a sense. But, um I think the project has helped them a lot. I know that mum and dad are really involved with it. My sister as well. She's, I live with her here in Perth and, um, yeah, she's my right 
mm. um, basically. We're inseparable and, um, yeah, the project has been really helpful for us as a, as a family to sort of process that and have this outlet, I think. And, yeah, we've had a lot of hard days, that's for sure, and we've made some changes in our lives and... Yeah, I think we're just trying to manage that as best as we can and leaning on our other support networks as well when we know we need to. So I think practising what we preach has always been really important and I know that um, Dad has sort of become this figure in the community where people know they can come to him and, um, yeah, really reach out to him as well. Can I ask, the, the original Blue Tree... That um, that your your brother and his friend did back in in 2014, um, as a kind of prank. Yeah. Who was supposed to be the the, the receiver of that prank? Was that for your for I your think, folks? Yeah, I think it was just or just passing trucks dad. or yeah. No, so it's sort of it's off the road. Like no one would really be able to see it, yeah. um, except for us, yeah. us on the farm. And so um, I think it was sort of like. I wonder how long until Dad yeah. sees the blue tree randomly in the paddock. And how he explains it. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that Dad did see it, but he never, I don't know, I think it was in the middle of harvest and he'd forgotten about it. Yeah. And then he brought it up and he said, yeah, I had actually seen it. And I wondered, who's had time to paint that? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was quite funny. So, um, yeah. yeah, it is a really special blue tree. Yeah. Uh, when you go and tell the story, um, what, I mean, what sort of a reaction do you typically get from people? Yeah, it's, I've, yeah, I've shared the story a bit and obviously it's quite taxing personally, Mm. but I see the impact that has on most audiences and it's so rewarding to see, yeah, people generally know um, they've seen blue trees, but they don't know the story behind it. So I think finding out that personal story and that it's sort of started here in WA um, is a really special experience from them and seeing I'm, I'm very authentic and transparent when I'm speaking about it and, um, yeah, having that chance to speak one-on-one of the experiences that they've had with a blue tree. So, um, yeah, families who have been on road trips and they Mm. used it as an opportunity to open up that conversation. They all went round the car sort of saying what their biggest fears are or what they're feeling and putting it into words. And I mean, you're stuck in there, you can't go anywhere. So it's, yeah. And then apparently the, the communication within that family after that just, um, became, something it hadn't been before next level and, um, yeah, really improved yeah. their communication. So it's good. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. This is Inspiring Stories. Kendall White is our special guest. We'll be back with more here on 882 6PR in just a minute. You're listening to Inspiring Stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Inspiring stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Welcome back to Inspiring Stories. Everyone has a story to tell. This one is brought to you by Bower and O'Day. Uh, Kendall, do you stop and think at all sometimes what you might be doing had life not taken a, a tragic turn a couple of years ago? You know, what what was what was the the Kendall White life and future like, you know, back in 2019, for instance? Mm. It's an interesting question that you ask. And I'm currently writing a speech to 
um, present in front of a UWA graduating class in this upcoming season. And, um, yeah, I sort of had to talk about my pathway and I did actually reflect on this. I wonder what I would be doing now. And I have had quite a diverse sort of career up until now and I am still young, only 28. And, um, yeah, I've worked um, as a in a health food company, business side of things. I've worked as a news editor for a TV station. I enrolled in my MBA to try and change things a little. And then, um, yeah, personal tragedy, whole world flipped upside down. And now I'm on a path that I, yeah, could never have expected to be on. And I think all of my different areas and experiences have sort of lended itself to the project and has allowed me to take it to the point that I have been able to. So, yeah, um, yeah I couldn't tell you what I'd be doing, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, in this alternate reality that, I don't know, if it ever pops into your mind at all. You've no, you've no idea? Don't know, or some idea, a vague idea maybe, but I mean... I think I would have liked to have been not working real anyway, but for yeah. a not-for-profit mm-hmm. um, and making an impact in some way. Yeah. So it's interesting that it's now, I, I'm now the driving force behind a mm. sole um, not-for-profit and doing it all myself. So, Which must be incredibly taxing. Uh, I mean, it, I, I can only imagine that even coming and talking to us today um, about such a, a traumatic time in your life I mean it ta- it takes it's got to take it out of any person yes um, I mean how do you address your own mental mm. health so there's like you said it's it can be very taxing and there's an emotional tax in taking on this role and um, I guess I knew this going into it so I was always very vigilant about practicing when I preach and taking time off for myself and um, I say I have a mental health bank account so anything I withdraw must go back in um, so hope the bank fees aren't too, <laughs> <laughs> too arduous <laughs> and not in four convenient yeah. interest free yeah. Um, No, so I, yeah, I make sure I'm exercising, eating healthy, doing fun activities, playing, um, going away on breaks where I'm not looking at my phone and being very mindful of my screen time and making sure I'm reading books. So yeah, I, I have a few things that work for me. I also use some meditation apps, which I think are fantastic. And, um, yeah, I notice a huge difference in my behavior and my sleep and patterns, um, when I am vigilant with it and when I haven't been so vigilant with it. So, um, I know everyone has their different sort of strategies and what works for them. But, Mm. um, yeah, I really urge people to investigate and sort of explore Mm. the different ways on how you can look after yourself and being kind to your mind as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, When you took this project on and and sort of had a view to what it might become, and I'm sure you acknowledged at that early stage that it would be taxing. Yeah. Has it been more taxing than you thought? Because I imagine you probably attract a lot of people who have very similar stories to share to you and that brings its own, I don't want to say burden to you, but it is again another, if you talk about the bank account, it's another deduction from your account, isn't it? There's a lot of sort of um, interactions at events Mm. where you do have people that come up to you and tell you 
their tragic story. And there are so many people that have a tragic story and um, it is really hard to uh, see that and feel that grief um, because you know what it was like to be, you know what it's like to be in that position. Um, And I think in some ways I feel like and like when I step away from the project one day because it is something that I, I probably can't do forever purely because of that emotional tax mm. um, that I might get that sort of closure, but I feel like I haven't actually got that quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, part of your background, you mentioned you worked uh, in a, a mainstream newsroom. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health generally, but particularly suicide is still in a, in a media coverage sense, mm. is still considered a real no-go zone. I, I don't know how many times people have, have said to me, why don't you cover mm. the shocking rate of suicide more? Mm. And it's just it's just considered a no, no-go no zone. And I'm not sure if that sort of puts a handbrake on the conversation, you know, from where you're coming from. Do you see it as a, as a, as a missed opportunity? Should the media be covering it yeah, more? Yeah. When I did start working in that sort of industry, I, I was a little surprised... that's not quite the right sort of word, but, um, yeah, I am surprised that more isn't done to talk about the leading cause of death in Mm. Australia. I mean, we see so many... We talk about the road toll, you know, every day. Yes, yeah. This trumps the road toll. It does, and I think... um, I don't know whether that's... there's a bit of a fatigue, I think, around mental health in mm. general and using that language. And yes, everyone struggles. And I think every one in four person is on antidepressants. And so I think it's very um, prevalent in our society. Huge. There's no doubt about that. Yep. And I think um, I am seeing slightly more and more stories about suicide, but it's only really about high profile people and they won't ever say it in the article. And I don't know if that is hindering the progress of us breaking down that stigma on this topic and tackling the society issue that it is, because I think it's very convenient to try and make mental health a individual issue. But when it's the leading cause of death in Australia, you can't ignore it. you You can't ignore it. And we have to sort of take responsibility for the fact that we're not doing something right and that needs to change. So, yeah, um, yeah, I I mean, the last budget that was handed down, there was a lot of money put into our youth mental health, in particular to Headspace, which was really fantastic to see. Um, But I know we've got a long way to go and just in in the topic of conversation in general. Yeah. Um, And for you looking ahead, um, you know, to the evolution... Uh, of of the Blue Tree Project, mm. do you have a a, a a time in mind where you, you're like, I, I think I've I've set out what I've I've achieved what I've set out to do. Um, maybe it's time to hand over the reins, or because you said before, I, I don't think I can do this forever, but I'll yeah. you know I'll do it for as long as I as can. long as I can. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I do, guess... you, do you have a point in mind where you go? I think I've I've reached <laughs> my goal. I don't have a point in mind and I think it will purely come down to my mental health and my mental fitness and if I'm in a position where I might have to pass it on, um, then I'll make that decision then. I think 
if it all shut up shop tomorrow, I'd be so proud of what we've achieved and the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of conversations that mm. we've had because of these blue trees. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm already proud of that, but I'm not going anywhere just yet. <laughs> I keep having these, like, sorry, these little tangential sort of random practical questions about the blue tree <laughs> popping in my head, but have you have you actually had any, like, you know, councils complain or not knowing what it what it stands for? Have you actually had people just go, what? Because people get very... <laughs> I was nervous about that. like a, you know, a piece of nature that you've turned blue. Yeah, yeah. Have you had any kind of unexpected <laughs> blowback from anyone? I probably should have stipulated pretty early on that it is... It's dead trees that we are giving <laughs> yeah. a blue lease on life. Well, it'd be way too hard to paint every leaf, <laughs> <Yeah>. wouldn't it? <laughs> so um, that was something I was quite nervous about yeah. when first starting up the project because I am very mindful of our environmental footprint and making sure that we're using toxic-free paints and being mindful about that kind of thing. And um, I was always a bit worried about the, the backlash that would receive, but I have been so beyond overwhelmed with the positive reception mm. of the project as a whole. And yes, you can't please everyone in the world and mm. there is always going to be a couple of people that will um, complain about it, but generally it's, it's done the job. It's yep. started the conversation and those who have sort of complained about it, generally don't know the meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, and, and once they do, yeah. they change. Yeah. yeah. What, what's the most random place that oh, a tree has popped up? There's some incredible blue trees and please visit our Instagram and Facebook feeds because there are some incredible photos. But, yeah, they're in all sorts of regional, remote, rural areas and I think one stands out. It's in South Australia on the Strzlecki track, which is like this desert and there's a blue tree in the middle of yeah. the desert. And there's also a spectacular one here in um, Perth on Statham's Quarry, um, which is, yeah, really captivating and yeah. in quite a poignant place. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. I'll check it out. Um, let's take another break. This is Inspiring Stories. Our special guest is Kendall White. We'll be back with more in a moment. You're listening to Inspiring Stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Inspiring stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Welcome back to Inspiring Stories. Tim McMillan is my name. My special guest is a recently awarded Western Australian of the Year uh, recipient in Kendall White for her incredible work with the Blue Tree Project. Um, Kendall, how hard is it just logistically setting up a, a charity? Obviously, you've got this incredible motivation uh, to make a difference and to establish this uh, legacy <laughs> for your brother. Yeah, we but had... in, in terms of setting up a, a charity, how, how hard has it been? Yeah, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and we sort of had to make that decision very early on what it was that we wanted to achieve and whether we would um, incorporate to become a not-for-profit not and then go on to become a charity. So, yeah, the governance and the admin, I guess, that goes behind that and um, creating a board and, um, yeah, setting all that up mm. is something that I kind of didn't think about. <laughs> no. um, Seemed I, like a good idea at yeah, the time. <laughs> yeah. So I've learned a lot and I've had fantastic mentors that have helped me through the process. So it yeah. hasn't been too taxing, to be honest. Um, and it's all part of making sure that we are having an impact and doing everything properly, which is really important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's helped us um, collaborate and partner with the right people as well. Um, 
We will go out to a lot of events and collaborate with many other organisations such as Lifeline who are on the front line of mental health and they do such an incredible job um, as a crisis supporter picking up so many phone calls to people who are really desperate and in need. So, um, yeah, we partner with them because we have a really engaging project mm-hmm. and aspect um, being the blue tree symbol and um, making sure people know where to go for that support. And we do have that on our website also, www.bluetreeproject.com.au for anyone who does yeah. uh, need that support. Yeah. Um, and I imagine you're still learning a lot as you go along. Yes, I'm wearing many hats. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. Yeah. Um, uh, in the mental health space, you, you know, you've got all, uh, various different entities who do different things mm. um, within, it. like you said, Lifeline, you know, can be that point of contact in, you know, someone's absolutely dire and desperate mm. moment. Where do you see yourselves yeah, so fitting we, into that kind of bigger picture? We sort of, so we decided that we would stay within the prevention community engagement side of things. So we go out to a lot of events and larger scale um, activations such as Darren Field Days, the Royal Show, WA Day Festival. And we have what we call a wellbeing hub Mm -hmm. at these kind of events. And you can paint a tree and engage with us. And also there's a bit of a chill out zone and some games so that you've just got a moment to have some space and relax because those events are generally pretty crazy and stressful. So, um, yeah, uh, it's also a great way for brand exposure and people making those connections. And we have so many people coming up to us telling us where they have seen a blue tree and we generally have a map and people can pinpoint where they've seen blue trees. So um, it's a really special moment to connect with the community and get that engagement and also forward people on um, to the lights of Lifeline who we'll generally be collaborating with at these sort of events to yeah. get that support and yeah. information that they might need as well. Yeah. How do you survive? I mean, this is your full-time job and charity still, you've got to turn the lights on and run your internet and all the other things that any other <laughs> business has to do. Yeah. How do you how do you keep yourselves alive and, and, and Yeah, up? so I was working within the project maybe for half a year without or starting the project half a year just off my own back and then half a year, another year, uh, which was COVID, kind of um, put a spanner in the works, but I was part-time and we'd actually got to a point where we had enough money coming in through our merchandise or our partnerships or my key speaking um, activities that could actually fund a wage because, um, yeah, I think, there's no project without me. And like mm. you said, I do have to make a living through this and it's a very modest living. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's it's very rewarding mm. and it's exciting that we've grown to that point where um, we can do that and we're also looking for someone yeah. else now to help me after the awards. It's definitely <laughs> increased the exposure and yeah. my capacity hasn't <laughs> increased You're just it. one person. As <laughs> committed as you are, you are just one person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know Jaden. I'm not, not lucky enough to have ever met Jaden. But from what you've um, told me about him, I mean, he, obviously a, a very curious, inquisitive person, but a bit of a devilish streak in him <laughs> yeah. as well. What would he think about 
there being hundreds of blue trees, something that he did as a prank, yeah. what, seven years ago. What would he think about there being blue trees everywhere now? I do think he would be proud um, of me, that's for sure. We always used to speak about big ideas and, mm. um, yeah, making an impact and I guess we're doing that together now in a sense. So um, it's very sort of rewarding and I know that he would be proud of me for what I have been able to achieve. And, yeah, there's there's moments where I'm, I don't know, prepping for an event or painting MDF flat pack trees in the middle of the night for an event that's in the coming days and I just think he must be looking down on me and just thinking, oh, you're so ridiculous right now. And it's just, yeah, a bit of a happy moment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does the future hold? Uh, for the for the blue tree project. Yeah, well, hopefully the board is just getting bigger. Is that you? Yeah, bigger and getting the word out there even more and absolutely just seeing blue trees <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, there's there's I think a third of the trees are here in WA, yeah. and we would like to get over to the east coast a little bit more, but obviously that's provided the borders aren't too unpredictable. Mm. So. Um, yeah, and also a lot of focus on um, our youth. So we have yeah. a fantastic music festival down in Bustleton in October. That's on the back of Mental Health Week, and um, the backing for that and the lineup for that is pretty awesome. And cool. Hillsies are on board with this big skate um, performance. So yeah, it's it's been incredible the buy-in that we constantly yeah. have from the community and businesses as well that can yeah. help us spread our message yeah. further. Well, testament to you and the incredible work that you're doing. So um, congratulations if that is the right word. <laughs> yeah, it's a bittersweet moment. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. No, well, well done on what you're doing and, yeah, I hope it just goes from strength to strength and, you know, you, you, you're able to continue doing all the incredible work that you're doing and thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story because I know parts of it are probably not easy to tell. So thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Inspiring Stories here on 882 6PR. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. We look forward to you joining us next time as we unearth another inspiring story. You're listening to Inspiring Stories for Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.